Welcome everybody to the 6th episode of CG Cast. Today is the 8th of October and today I have a special guest with me, Lee Vanderbilt. Today I'll do a quick interview with her to find out what it's like working in the CG industry and how it is moderating CG Talk. Lee, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, this is much to really say. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm originally from South Africa and I uh, moved to the States at the beginning of this year. And uh, I work in feature films, uh, doing visual effects, uh, mostly as a texturing artist, uh, but I also sometimes do some other things as well. And uh, yeah, and I run CD Talk. I think that's where most people kind of know me from. And, uh, it's, a, it's a good and a bad thing, but uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much who I am. Okay. How did you get into CG? Oh, well, I was uh, I was like a real geek when I was a kid, and uh, I got my first computer when I was six years old, and uh, I got really into like the old Sierra computer games and that, and that got me really into computer graphics. Um, and I was using like software like Telepaint, that like painting in four colors. And, um, so I kind of grew up uh, doing a lot of uh, graphic work on the computer. And when I was about eleven, so I decided that I wanted to work in uh, digital animation and that. And, uh, yeah, so I, I went and studied fine arts, and then I studied graphic design and animation, and I've been working in the industry ever since I graduated, pretty much. So that was uh, nearly six years ago, I think. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting ride. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool industry to work in, but it's, uh, it's not always very easy. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part of CG? Uh, I, I like to strictly. I like to paint textures or, or create textures for photographs. And that I don't really like dealing with the shading and that, but I still have to do it sometimes. Um, and I'm getting into lighting now. I've actually decided that I, I really like lighting a lot, and uh, so um, I'm, I'm starting to sort of at work. I'm sort of trying to help out a bit with that now and get more into it. With mental ray, I'm sort of learning a lot about that kind of stuff and, and getting quite sort of quite into it. So I, I hate uh, <laughs> I hate animating. It's the one thing that I really uh, flat out refuse to do. I've never even been able to do a walk cycle in my entire life. I'm, I'm terrible at it. <laughs> so and I can model, and, and I sometimes do model at work, and like at home, I'll sometimes model. Uh, but I, I try to avoid modeling as much as possible. Why modeling? I don't know. I I I, I, mean, I, I kind of enjoy modeling. I just I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I don't like it as much as other stuff. But to me, modeling is very much a means to an end. It's like to get something that I can then texture and light. Um, so, and, and like at work sometimes I'll, you know, like they'll need a model made for something and, and then I'll, I'll volunteer my services and nobody else has time to model it. But I do try and avoid it. Okay. But do you do any 2D like drawing or painting? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I studied that stuff and uh, I mean, I, I was kind of, I was one of those uh, kids that, you know, when I was in like grade school that everyone was like, ooh, ah, oh, look, she's cool. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, my whole family, we all we can all draw very well. My parents encouraged it from a young age. So um, so yeah, I pretty much grew up drawing and painting and, and all that kind of stuff and doing uh, uh, sort of a lot of fine arts like calligraphy and that I've been trained to do. And then I I went to art school for two years and studied uh, fine arts. We did sculpture that, but we did a lot of like life drawing and and oil painting and that kind of thing and printing and that kind of that kind of stuff. So I've got a, a very solid tradition background that I come from, although I don't do that kind of stuff all that much anymore. I, don't, I haven't painted in years, and uh, I still occasionally draw, though, but not very often. Oh, okay. Um, do you think that art school was helpful in any way yes. for CG? Yes. I always, when people, people like, yeah, because I've, I've got like a thread on CG talk about schools that I find myself getting a lot of emails about it. People emailing me asking for like more information or recommendations and stuff. And, uh, and I always recommend, almost always recommend going to art school instead of uh, going to, uh, to a digital school because uh, I just find that those skills, you know, anyone can learn to use software, but I think that studying traditional art um, forces you to become really disciplined in proportions and color, particularly color. I mean, I found dealing predominantly with texturing and lighting and that, that you have to be able to have a really good eye for color and to mix color and uh, and having studied like oil painting and painting uh, all kinds of painting actually when you've had to mix colors by hand yeah I, I can look at any color and i don't have problems replicating color on the computer and yet i've seen when i've when i've taught classes and that because i've taught in the past and uh, people do, when they don't have that background they don't know how to mix colors like you, you show them an object that's a certain color and you say well make this on the computer and they, they just can't. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely would recommend that. That sculpture as well, learning how to sculpt in clay, uh, is is good practice for three D. Okay, so good. Art school is very important. Yeah, I would I would recommend it to anyone okay. wanting to get into this field. Of all your work, which piece is your personal favorite and why? <laughs> I'm actually one of those people that I really end up hating all my work. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm terrible with that. Now I've got these tons of half-finished models on the computer because I work on them and then just spontaneously decide I absolutely hate them. Um, but of, of the of the, the films and that that I've worked on, I'd say that I, I think the two films that I've worked on that I, I most enjoyed and was most proud of the work was The Aviator, which was the first film I worked on. That that the the, 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 the airplane that I worked on that was on the cover, front cover of Cinefax, and that was really cool. And then uh, and Sin City was just cool. It was such a cool film to work on. Uh, and I was really proud of the way the, the work that we did at the studio turned out. I saw both movies, they were excellent. You guys did a good job. Oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 those were just, it, it's not very often that you get to work on a film that's like really fun. And I found that Sin City particularly, everyone just had a really good time working on that one. Um, because it would, it was kind of like everyone's, you know, most artists, we like to make sort of gritty, dirty stuff. And uh, and that film, it, it needed that. It had to have that. So that was, and, and the, the stark sort of stylization of it uh, made it really interesting as well. It was an interesting process. Um, making things that would look really good under that sort of contrasted uh, look that they would apply in post to it. So it was, that was just really cool. And I, I'm really proud of that film, the way it came out. Yeah, it was awesome. What's a typical day for you? 
Uh, I usually I usually start the day quite badly. Uh, I almost always oversleep, and uh, the people at work, uh, there's a couple of people at work I tend to tease me about it. Because I always kind of show up at work sort of half asleep still and my hair and a mess. And sort of in a rush because I woke up at nine o'clock when I was supposed to be at work. And, and then I, um, yeah, then it's, in the mornings we often have dailies where we, uh, you know, we, we look at all the shots on the day before and speak with supervisors and all that. So you get, you start off the day kind of looking at what everyone's done and uh, just you know, making sure everyone's on the same page. And then I go back to my desk and uh, then I just get on with whatever tasks is, is what I'm needing to do that day. So it's a lot of, I do, I tend to do a lot of Photoshop and ZBrush work. Um, when I'm painting textures and uh, when I'm doing uh, my 3D at work, I use uh, Maya. So, uh, so yeah, sitting UV mapping a lot. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I end up UV mapping for weeks on end, which drives me a little insane. But uh, yeah, typically I, I, yeah, on an average day, I work. I work from nine o'clock until seven o'clock every day. Um, with a, like an hour's lunch break in the middle, obviously. And uh, it's just quite a long day, but uh, it's it's always good. I mean, I, I always find work challenging. Uh, working in films, I find to be really challenging, and, and I enjoy that because it keeps me interested. Cool, all right. Are you working on any projects now, or yeah, what are they? I'm actually, I'm actually working on two films at the moment. Uh, I don't know if I can actually say what they are, though, so I, I can't really give information about it. Um, yeah, one of them is it has got a whole lot of digital snakes, which I'm working on some snakes. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, is, uh, uh, I'm not actually sure if I can even say who the director is, but it's a well-known director, and it's a very cool kind of dark fantasy film with creatures. Wow, can't wait. Yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. We, we're still going to be working on it for quite a long time, but uh, that, that movie's uh, awesome to work on. It's you know, very challenging, but not so, pushing, uh, really pushing everyone's skills at work to the limits because it's a lot of, it has to be totally photorealistic characters. Cool. Yeah. So, what are your goals in life? Uh, to travel the world, actually. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, at the moment, I'm, I'm really enjoying working in CG, but I, I, I know that I'll get bored of it eventually because I'm just like that. I get bored of things always. Um, I, mean, I could probably carry on working in CG for another sort of five to ten years, but I think after that, I want to just like pack up and just travel around the world because that's my favorite thing. I'd like to travel. Okay. Um, have you? How many countries have you been to so far? Uh, a handful, um, but not nearly as many as I would like because I always kind of saw myself traveling once I finished school. But then, you know, I went after school, I went to college, and immediately after graduating, I just got stuck working. Um, and so I've never really had much of a chance. But I've, I've been to, I mean, I've obviously come from Africa, and then I've been to Europe, and I've been to America now. Um, next year, I'd like to go back to Europe for a little while, just for a short holiday, because I really like Northern Europe. Okay. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, the part, but in terms of my career, I, I'm really happy where I am at the moment. So I really like working on films. Um, so yeah, I, I hopefully will carry on working on films for quite a few years because it, it's lots of fun. 
and it's just cool work and it's it's you, it never loses its edge of you know you go to the cinema and you see uh, trailers for things that you worked on and, uh, you never it never loses its thrill <laughs> you always want to like stand up in the to go oh, i work on that <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and like these days, it seems like whenever I go to the theatre, I seem to be seeing trailers and things that I worked on. That's just really cool. I mean, I'm not going to be all like modest and stuff about it. I mean, it just, it is cool. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of people probably envy you right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of people asking, uh, emailing me, asking advice, like, how do you get into the film industry and all that? And it's just like, you know, people, I think people often are too afraid to apply for jobs when they probably are actually uh, you know, qualified enough for them. Remember, there are studios out there that will take people that don't have a lot of uh, uh, like, uh, experience in that and, uh, you know, for internships and stuff. And, like, once you get into the industry, it actually becomes quite easy to get new work if, you, if, you, if your work is good and, and you don't you know, piss people off. Um, then, uh, yeah, it's actually, you know, people people do envy you, but, like, they don't realize that if they work hard, they can actually get into that industry, too. Mm -hmm. All right. So, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? Well, um, like I said, traveling the world, but I don't, I don't know where I'll be. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, you know, it's really difficult for me to say that right now. I really have no idea uh, right now. Where would you like to be in ten years' time, then? I, I don't really know either. <laughs> That's the thing. I've, I've always been, a, I've always been a very impulsive person. I don't like to plan things. So yeah, I, I haven't really given it much thought, <laughs> to be okay. honest. Yeah. All right. Who inspires you artistically? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really have a lot of like favorite artists. I've always been more inspired by music. I know maybe that sounds a bit strange, but uh, music is actually my biggest passion. It always has been. And uh, for me, when I want to feel inspired, I usually listen to music, um, particularly like classical or like ethnic music. <laughs> I'm really into like traditional music countries and, and I usually I, I find myself like I, I get a lot of imagery from music and I find that really inspires me a lot but I mean there's also a lot of films and stuff that I really love uh, you know like Lord of the Rings and movies like that that have really influenced me over the years and, and, and inspired me to like work hard and be uh, you know be a better artist than what I do uh, but I mean there, there are a lot of cool artists out there I mean like a lot of the moderators and Stephen Talk are doing cool, cool work and there's quite a lot of I mean, there's so much good work on CG Talk being posted all the time. Um, and there's, and I, it, what, what really sort of freaks me out is the way a lot of these, these people are kids. I mean, these like 18 year olds and stuff, and they're posting work that's so much better than my own work. And, uh, and it's, it's quite humbling to see how much talent is coming out in these days because these kids are starting doing it at quite a young age now. And, uh, so, yeah, I, I, look, I, don't know, I can't really name lot of any specific artists whose work I really like because there's just so many artists whose work I like. Can you tell us something about yourself that most people don't know? I think most people don't know how to pronounce my name. <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and just just for anyone listening, uh, it's pronounced yeah, it's pronounced Leave on the Veil. So if you ever meet me at Seagraph or something, you can pronounce my name right. <laughs> it's not a, it's not really a big deal, but it's kind of, it's something it's it's a source of amusement for me that uh, especially here in America, people just they're not familiar with the way my surname is pronounced. And uh, and so when you know when you pay for things in the store and they see your name come up on your card, and then I've heard some really interesting variations of my name and sort of always amused me but uh, apart from that uh, actually there's a lot of things people don't know about me because I'm a very secretive person but uh, people on CD talk probably don't realize that uh, that I'm not this sort of uptight Nazi witch that a lot of people seem to think I am yeah, I, I, I think, unfortunately, my, my position as an administrator on that site, on CG Talk, has kind of made people think that I'm some sort of authoritarian. But um, I'm actually totally sort of a little good-humoured person that sits and talks crap all day at work. And, uh, and is totally, uh, totally down-to-earth person. And, uh, yeah, not, not at all the, the, the Nazi that I often get accused of being. <laughs> I've never seen anybody accuse you of being a Nazi. <laughs> That's because they usually email me. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's probably yeah, that's something that's, that's actually it's, it's sort of mildly bothered me over the years. But uh, so I'll, I'll set the record straight and say that I'm, I'm not like that at all in real life. Uh, I just have to sometimes be a bit strict on the forum. So, yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> what is one piece of advice you would give to any artist looking to get into the into 3D? You know, actually, I actually know exactly what that advice is, and that's that. It's the thing that that I encounter the most. I think that people have a problem with is uh, having a good sense of self criticism. People often have an unrealistic view of their skills, and this may sound a little bit cruel to say, but people need to have a realistic. Uh, like view of, of exactly what it is that they can do um, because even, I see a lot of show reels and stuff people often like email me or, or like they post work on CD talk like especially demo reels you see a lot of demo reels of people that really should they're not quite at, at a level that they should be looking for work yet and, and unfortunately the problem with that is that they don't then get work and it, it discourages them and I think I think people just need to be a little bit more aware of, of the current uh, expectations of the industry, and, and all they need to do is look online. Just look at the, you know, the, just get a, like a bearing of what the quality of work that people are posting, and then just make sure your work is. You see so much work. It's just people they put on demo reels. They put like filler stuff, you know, because they think that they, they need to have a demo reel that's like two minutes long. When in fact, thirty seconds of just really good work would suffice. Um, so yeah, people just they, they they need to know what what good quality work is is just know when to sort of cut out the fluff and just have the really good stuff there and and to know what exactly what standard is is required of them which is quite easy information to find out and I, and I, I firmly believe that anyone that, that truly you know they're really passionate about it does you know if you've got if you've got the right mindset you can do the work it's just a matter of, of tailoring your skills and your your demo reel the work that you're showing to make sure that the work you're showing is really good so yeah basically 
basically what it comes down to is just is just having a good sense of self criticism to be able to look at your own work and and sort of forward, you know, know what what sort of potential problems there are with it and make sure that your work really looks the best that it can be. Wow, that's good information. I should criticize myself more. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there, there, there is a fine line between being overly critical because then you become it becomes like a confidence issue. Like people, they must be critical of their, their work, but in in a way that they're not losing confidence about it. Because if somebody applies for a job and they don't really have confidence in their skills, it really shows. Like you can tell somebody doesn't have confidence in their skills. And studios, they don't want people that that aren't sure of themselves. So yeah, people, they, they, yeah, they, they, there's a very much a difference between. Yeah, being self-critical and being actually having no no faith in your own ability. So you need to find a good balance of of knowing that you can get things done, um, but being at at the same time being able to understand where your shortcomings are in your work and and being able to to work harder at them to be able to come around you know find solutions to those problems. We know that you got to get a job in the states from Africa. How how was that? How did you manage to get the visa and all of that? Was it hard or? Um, it wasn't too hard because the studio did a lot of the paperwork for me. Um, I, it's funny. I actually, I actually turned the, the studio down initially because I just thought, ah, I don't want to go live that far from my family and everything. And, and then eventually, I actually came to visit the states, and I, I thought, oh my god, this place is so cool! I have to come stay here. And uh, and then we got the paperwork, so they started the paperwork, and it only took about two months to get all the paperwork done. Um, and the, the studio I work for has a lot of people from around the world, so they've got a lot of experience with it, and a very good immigration attorney. Um, I mean, like about half the staff at the studio are from other countries. We've got every continent represented at the studio. We've got people from Asia, from Europe, from Africa, from the States, and from South America and Australia at one point as well. So um, yeah, so they've got a lot of experience. So luckily, uh, you know, we got the paperwork done. It's quite expensive, but the studio you usually covers that cost. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's been kind of weird and a bit difficult moving to another country, but I, I do recommend it. It's a cool experience. Um, I've, I've sort of, it's taken me a long time to kind of settle into the States, though, because the culture is quite different from where I come from. But, uh, but yeah, the people at work are all very understanding. They want to be really nice. And, uh, yeah, I found it to be a relatively easy process, but it was very daunting at first, like looking at all the forms that had to be filled in, all the information you had to give, and, and it was quite freaky. But yeah, <laughs> we overcame, and, uh, and I'm now I'm here. What's the biggest difference between South Africa and LA? Uh, well, well, actually, I don't, I don't live quite in LA. I live a little north of it in a, quite a small town. So luckily, it's quite different to LA. LA, I actually can't stand. <laughs> but, uh, but the biggest difference, I'd say, in terms of, of like, um, like California or America, perhaps, um, and and where I come from, is that well, I think the biggest difference is in South Africa we have eleven national languages, whereas in America, yeah, well, here it's sort of mostly English and a bit of Spanish, of course. Here in California, and it's, I found it quite weird how where everyone here kind of speaks the same accent because where I come from, I'm used to hearing lots of different accents and lots of different languages. And that's that's been quite strange. Um, 
but 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 there is a huge divide between the two countries because South Africa is technically still a third world country, um, and whereas you know here in the states it's a first world country, you've got lots of technology, uh, tech and technology comes at a much cheaper price than it does back home. So I, I really like that. <laughs> you know, it's like back home, we, you know, Amazon and stuff. We don't really have access to to good online shopping, and 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 computer equipment is very expensive, uh, much more expensive back home. Um, and, and even just phone calls and internet and all that is so much more expensive in South Africa and so much cheaper here. And so I find I find that the standard of living here is much higher, uh, which is very cool. Uh, California is quite expensive though. I mean, like our rent and stuff here is, is pretty expensive, but I don't I don't really mind. How did you get to be a moderator at CG Talk? I, uh, I mean, you know what? I actually, I, I, I joined. It's funny because I actually, I actually joined for the sole purpose of causing trouble, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite ironic. Um, there was this guy that 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 like was from a local studio back home, and I was under the impression that he'd caused some trouble with the studio I was at at the time. And I saw him posting work, and I, I immediately registered and started flaming him. And, <laughs> I got into trouble with the moderators. Kind of funny. But then like, a couple of months after that, you know, they were they, the, 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 the challenges were being run at that point. So it was like, I think we were like in the second or third challenge at the time. I actually call it second challenge uh, when I joined. And I just, I, I really liked the idea of it. And I started like, you know, posting a lot in the challenges and giving out, yeah, just, I, I didn't have time to participate myself at the time, but you know, I was just providing a lot of like advice and, you know, posting quotes and, and support. And, and, and at the, yeah, while doing that, I think I just somehow got to know some of the, the moderators at the time. There was like Lil Dragon and them that they were running the place. And, and, and after a couple of months, they just made me a moderator. Most, first, initially, I was a challenge moderator. And then, yeah, for, for, for a couple of years, I was a moderator and then like a super moderator. And, uh, and then eventually I became an administrator, which involves a bit more work. But uh, it's cool. It, it, it takes a, a couple of hours out of my day every day, like answering all the webmaster emails and, and making sure the forum is running properly and, and just, you know, conversing with the people in Australia where, where, where Ballistic Publishing is headed and just, you know, keeping in contact and making sure everything's working. It's quite, it's quite a bit of work. As, especially since the forums kind of got insanely large, but uh, but I, I do enjoy it. I mean, like, it, it frustrates me as well because you've got to deal with a lot of problematic people. <laughs> but uh, I sort of ruin it. We see rather colourful emails from those individuals on a regular basis. But uh, but at the same time, it's really rewarding because I know a lot of people get a lot out of CG Talk, and and so in, in light of that, for me, I've I've always been the kind of person that, that I really. I, I really want people to have access to the right information to get into this industry, um, which is why, like, I've always written articles, my own website, you know, texturing articles uh, to, to try and help people. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm that kind of person. And so I, 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 a lot of my time that I give to CG Talk is like time given out of love, you know. It's like, <laughs> I just, oh, I really, I think it's great for people. I think it's great that that these days you've got sites like CD Talk where people can like have the opportunity to speak with people who are actually working in the industry. Because when I was learning 3D initially, I didn't have internet access, and there weren't sites like that around anyway. Um, you know, I had to learn all on my own. Whereas you know, here nowadays, it's like it's so cool. I think for, for people, students particularly, to to be able to come and talk with people from you know ILM. And 
like all these side shows, people that hang around the CD talk. I just think it's really cool because they're getting like a world education. You know, they're getting they're being able to get opinions from people all over the world about their work and advice and all that. So yeah, that that's really cool. That's what I like about CD talk, and that's why why I I continue to run the help run the side. For example, what don't you like about CG Talk? Like, for example, everybody's favorite question: What software should I use? Is there any yeah. tip? Is there anything you'd like to say to people so they can make CG Talk a better place? <laughs> okay, I just I, I wish people would learn to use the search function a bit more because, like, I, I do get a mildly annoyed by sort of very redundant threads like what you know. Who, what software must I use? Is like the old chestnut, and that always comes up. But, uh, but I, I mean, like, I think the biggest problem is just look at not so much that. Though. I mean, those are I mean, they're, they're mildly annoying, but they're not major problems. The major problems are the, the sort of weirdos that hang out on CG Talk, and uh, you know, the internet is kind of full of strange people, and and there are a couple. You, know, you CG Talk certainly has its share of them, and to me, that's the biggest problem. I just think people need to chill out a bit more, uh, and not you know not i don't see i don't understand how people can start hating people online i just i find that a little bit mildly disturbing um and i think people just need to like relax it's a forum you know just chill out um that to me is like the biggest problem you know, like, especially since i have to deal with all the issues that come up with you know the forum people hating each other and stuff uh, i just think that, that people just need to relax a bit have you, there have been fights on CG Talk. I've not really seen anybody oh, hating. It's, you know, it's it's not. We we've learned to deal with it certain ways. You know, back we made lots of mistakes over the years of moderating. You know, and these days, you know, we we try to take a more relaxed approach to moderating now. And like, you know, if people become problematic, then instead of banning them, we tend to just like start making sure like we check their posts to make sure they're not causing problems or we try and email them and try and sort out you know like what is the problem you know can we help you to solve whatever this problem is that you're having like that's causing you to fight with people on the forum and stuff like that i try to to, to solve problems um you know mostly i think fights are totally unnecessary on the forum they usually come about because you know when you're reading people's words it's so very different to actually speaking to them in person and and, and things can therefore be so easily misconstrued, you know, like a person can make a comment that they say in a totally normal way, but somebody just reads it in the wrong way and they think that they're being aggressive or whatever. And I think that's the root of most fights on the forum, what I just misunderstanding. So, yeah, people just need to learn to use the smileys a bit more. Like, and we've got a nice selection of smileys to just use them. I, I tend to use smileys quite a lot too, because I, I've got kind of a, a nasty sense of humor and I think people sometimes don't realize that I'm making jokes. So <laughs> I've learned to use smileys to convey that. And I think smileys really do help to, um, to show people exactly what like, tone you're actually saying, uh, saying something. And, uh, yeah, but that, that's definitely the biggest cause of fight, so just misunderstanding Opinion. Do you think the language issues have anything to do with it? Like people that don't know one language so well? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. I've ne I've never seen any evidence that would suggest so. Uh, most people who come to see talk seem to have a, a pretty good grasp of English. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's a language barrier. I think. I think it's just a. It's just a an attitude thing. Like, you know, you read it and you just read it in the wrong attitude. 
because they're just they're just words on a screen. They're not tones of voices or gestures, uh, which are really important for communications. So, what's the future of CG Talk? Any well, plans? Oh, there, are, there are a couple of things in the works, but uh, I think I think the owners would kill me if I if I said anything about that. Okay. <laughs> but, so... but yeah, we, we we want to like CG Talk's goals is just keep you know, providing a, a, like the, the best place on the web for artists to come and showcase their work, and, and over, you know soon we're going to start bringing out new things that are going to make showcasing work and, and, and that kind of thing a bit a bit easier. Uh, we always we're constantly making improvements to the gallery system and everything because we want it to be easy for people to to get their work up and to get feedback and all that kind of thing and, and the forum is just growing and growing at an exponential rate I and mean, it's getting really big got lots of users now and the, the challenges we've got some big challenge plans in the works and, and obviously more books are coming out so the, the ballistic books are really cool i don't know if you've got any of them they're awesome but, uh, yeah, and so like hopefully just keep on bringing crowds in and uh, keep on churning out cool books and, and, and get cooler and cooler challenges happening and, and that kind of just carry on growing as a big community. Okay, it sounds fun. Can't wait. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, we know that Autodesk just bought Alias, so what's your opinion on that? Well, I, I uh, yeah, at work everyone was kind of stunned and shocked, and some sort of rather shocked emails went around for about three hours the other day when, when the news was announced. And I, I don't know, I'm not really sure entirely what to think about it, because you know press releases when they come out, I'm, I'm not one to really trust press releases, to be honest. Uh, I, I, it's going to take a couple of years, I think, for us to actually notice anything changing. Um, so, I, but as a as somebody that uses Maya, I mean, I'm a little apprehensive about the whole thing. I, I don't, I really don't like Max. And, and I, although it was funny enough the first program I ever learned to use, but uh, I just, yeah, I, I would, I would be upset if if somehow Maya became more Max-like. I, I wouldn't like that very much. But and that really remains to be seen. I just, yeah, I, I'm also, I also hope that this won't delay a a bug fix release for Maya 7 because um, I'm sort of looking forward to a like, they need a point release soon I think to, to fix some issues that's my at the moment is my main concern because we're really busy on, on, on Maya 7 okay hoping for a bug fix release soon wow so it's not good for the studios well it, you know upgrading Software is never easy at a studio, you know, like, especially like we had to get, we got a lot of proprietary tools like most studios have, and you know, we got to all check to make sure they're going to work with the new version of Maya and all that. And just, you know, we got everything working with it, you know, software, because I think Maya is fantastic, but yeah, we are having some issues. <laughs> and any, any new release of software is always mildly problematic, and, uh, and we've got those initial teething problems, and you know, like our render managers have to make sure we're having problems getting all the scripts working again on the render farm and, and all that kind of stuff. All the delights of versions of software. So, yeah, it's never easy, but it's, you know, my 7 had some cool new tools that we just really wanted to get our hands on, so we upgraded as soon as possible. <laughs> How do you keep yourself motivated? Yeah, I don't really 
really find that I need to keep myself motivated. And like, you know, I really enjoy what I do. Actually, I uh, and, and for me, I just I consider myself very lucky to be somebody that actually has a career doing something they really like. Because you know, most of my friends back home, you know, they don't really love their day jobs. They've got jobs that they're satisfied with, but you know, like me working as a CG artist is. It's just very cool to be able to go to work every day and just make cool stuff. Uh, that's what I really. I, so I don't have a problem with with feeling motivated at all. I don't. I don't feel like I need to keep myself motivated because I am always motivated for whatever I'm doing. Lucky. I do consider myself very lucky in that regard. Um, could you explain some of your work methods? Well, something that I've got really into in the last sort of six months or so is ZBrush. Um, I never, I used ZBrush before. I've always used it a little bit, but I've really started. I've got a really cool method and workflow now with ZBrush uh, for texturing, which I just find it's such a, a godsend. I don't know if you know of, uh, um, Chris Costa. He's called Anthropus on CD Talk. He always wins the challenges, and uh, he's taught us at, uh, at work. He's a colleague of mine, and he taught us all like some really cool tricks in ZBrush. And now a whole lot of us are using it at work, and. It's just very cool method. I find that's a really intuitive way to get your, especially if you're working with photographic textures, to get your textures onto your model. It's it's so like you get used. You know, I do my UV mapping always in Maya because um, I'm kind of old school that I like to get quite clean UV maps. I don't. I, I'm still not totally happy with the auto mapping and stuff that you get. So I, I like to spend some time in Maya. Uh, you know, um, uh, UV mapping. I've actually I've got a really cool UV mapping workflow in Maya. I'm actually going to write an article about it soon as well and that's a, just a really efficient way to get UV maps done for complex organic models and then and then it's just very much like taking the, the, the you know the model into into ZBrush uh, dropping textures on and then going into Photoshop and, uh, and cleaning things up is uh, Pixelogic have a, a new plugin that they're about to release um, for Photoshop and ZBrush that really helps a lot because you're able to basically drop a, a sort of snapshot of your canvas from ZBrush into Photoshop and basically use all Photoshop's tools to paint onto your model, which is very cool. Um, so now that that's that's really my workflow these days. It's Maya, ZBrush, Photoshop uh, all day. Can you, um, the method you were, you were talking about, is there any way you could explain it? For UV mapping. No, for the ZBrush thing. Uh, for ZBrush. Oh, well, like, um, I, I can't talk to, I don't know if I can talk very much about the new plugin that they brought out, but for me, it, what I like to do is, you know, I just take my model in and I got my, you know, all my UV maps set up. And, and then um, you, you, when you're going to, do you know ZBrush at all? Yes. Okay, so when you go into Projection Master, I find that you, um, you, know, you then use like there's like a 2D or, or like a 3D plane tool that makes like a like a you know like a plane in 3D space, and you assign your texture to that, and uh, and you use you put, I project the, the textures using that method um, onto the model because you just draw the plane into space and position it where you're wanting it on the model, and you, you pick it back up, and the textures now it'd be just a very w cool way to project those textures on instead of trying to paint something onto the UV map that directly 
um, and then go back in. And it's all those cloning tools and stuff that you can start covering up seams. I find ZBrush is incredibly uh, useful for covering uh, UV seams, especially with these very complex uh, organic models that I've been working with lately that tend to have seams all over the place. Um, and so, yeah, sitting, using cloning tools and that. And uh, so, to the, it's mostly projecting images, cloning a lot. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I do. Okay. Doesn't that get tedious for you, or do you enjoy it? I, I, I like my, my colleagues at work have probably noticed that when I'm sitting working in ZBrush, I've always got a big grin on my face. <laughs> that software a lot. It's just the only problem I have with it is that um, you're limited to 4K texture maps, so you can't make them much, can't make them larger than that. So sometimes, sometimes I have to do it in like pieces or model piece by piece. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I hope that ZBrush in future can use like higher res than 4K. Um, but other than that, I just I love painting in that program. It's such a cool piece of software. Okay, so everybody in ZBrush is cool. <laughs> Yeah, as brush rules, it's actually really nice. Well, I think it's almost the end of the show. Is there any comments you'd like to give? Any plugs? Uh, not really. I'll just say hello to everyone out there and uh, keep rendering. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, just keep on filling CG Talk with cool stuff to put on the front page. I think that's about it. Good night, everybody. Good night.